Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to a live edition of the Believe It Steelers show. I'm Mark Berg, and he's two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh Steelers scout, Ike Taylor. Ike, happy Friday to you. It is good to see your face. Steelers, Browns, we'll get into it this this show. We've got a lot to talk about with the Steelers playing a rookie quarterback, but welcome in. We have a lot to discuss here on today's episode. Yeah, we definitely got the Browns playing a rookie quarterback. Sean Watson got hurt, but... Glad to be on the show. Good to see you too, Mo. Ike, let's take care of business right off the bat and we can get into it. Today's episode of Believe in Steelers is brought to you by betonline.ag. NFL Week 11 is here. Player props, spreads, over-unders. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, regardless on what sport it is, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. You can see the promo code on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, we found out yesterday or the day before, earlier this week, about Deshaun Watson's season-ending shoulder surgery. Watching on Thursday night, and Joe Burrow goes down with a wrist injury. And I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, Ike, but I'm looking at these quarterback matchups for the next five weeks. So you've got Dorian Thompson-Robinson against the Browns on Sunday. Potentially Jake Browning if Joe Burrow can't go the following week against Cincinnati. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Patriots, Mac Jones or Baylor Zappi, and then Gardner Minshew with the Colts. Like I said, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, Ike, but when I look at the fact that, okay, let's look at this week in this week only. Dorian Thompson Robinson do start for the Browns. Mike Tomlin is 24 and 5 during his tenure as the Steelers head coach against rookie quarterbacks. I mean, here we go, Coach T. You know, Coach T always come up with a game plan. Every time it don't look good for Pittsburgh statistically, and we be talking about, man, we're going to see what Coach T do. Coach T always, whether it's going to the fourth quarterback and Doug Hodges. Whether it's getting outgained uh, for the past nine games, but still having a six and three record, Coach T just know what to do. Especially going against a rookie quarterback, schematically, he's definitely going to have a game plan for that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm looking at this. I'm just going to be real with you, and we talked a little bit on the phone. I have no intel about this, but the messaging from the Browns saying that. Watson sustained the shoulder injury, which he'll have surgery on, and an ankle injury in the second half of that Thursday night game, uh, or excuse me, uh, of Sunday's game against the Ravens. This was the same shoulder he had issues with, and I look back at what history has shown us. Two years ago when Baker Mayfield had his shoulder injury and he put the harness on, and tried to play through it throughout the duration of the season and didn't shut it down until the Browns 
were eliminated from the playoffs. My point being is this, I have no direct intel on this, but when there's smoke, there's fire. I didn't believe the bronze messaging for a second. It is just my opinion. You could say, Mark, you're dead wrong. Let me show you the exact play. Here's maybe he re-aggravated the injury, but we know Watson's had injury problems. He's only played in 12 games the last two years. It was almost too tactile in their messaging, Ike, in the tweet that the Browns put out to announce the Watson injury. I didn't believe it. And again, I have no direct intel, but that's just my opinion. That's just my own two cents worth. Yeah, just my personal opinion too, Mark. Um, when when he when he landed on that on that shoulder, uh, it just that was a nail in the coffin. Because my personal opinion, his shoulder been hurt. He was just he was just fighting it out. He was fighting it out. Um, it was on the borderline of a season-ending injury, or can you toughen it out for your teammates in the organization? And Deshaun at the time, he just wanted to toughen it out, be on the field with his teammates, team playing good. Uh, finally was getting in the rhythm with Amari Cooper and company. Um, even though Nick Chubbs uh, got injured against us at the same time, Ford came back, he wound up signing Kareem Hunt. So things were just looking on the up and up for the Cleveland Browns overall in general. Now, as far as like Deshaun Watson, I felt like he been was hurt. I felt like he was just, he, he was, he was taking one for the team and he was just toughening it out and trying to play on the field. Then when he landed on that shoulder, that was just like the nail in the coffin. Like, okay, I can't take no more. Or I've been trying for the past six, eight weeks. Man, this this this, this ain't gonna work. I'm no good to the team, and now I'm officially hurt. I, I was hurt, but now I'm injured. And so I, I always felt like Deshaun was playing hurt, especially with that shoulder. It's just now he got an injury. And he lit it up in the second half, Mike, 14 to 14. And we were going in the last time we talked, like, which quarterback's going to emerge? But we finally started to see the flashes that we saw in Houston in that second half against the Ravens. I just look at how the Browns handled a similar situation two years ago. And now at least the player's standing up for himself because I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, two years ago, I didn't think Baker Mayfield should have played through that shoulder injury when he literally had the shoulder harness on. And now the Browns were initially going to make him play through. And then they're saying, well, he actually sustained the injury in the first half against the Ravens. It it just, the consistency isn't there for me. And this is why I said what I said. And I hope he can get back onto the field quickly, but really quick, like as a player, what we're seeing with Watson, like I'm never going to wish injury upon any player. Right. But you know, they're saying that this is potentially one of the worst trades in NFL history. And like, there was no more damning stat, Ike, when Watson's played in 12 games in two years. And consider this, the fact that CJ Stroud, the Texans first pick, the second overall pick in the 2023 draft, he is thrown for more yards just in his rookie season alone compared to the overall games that Watson has played over the last two seasons in a Browns uniform. So I mean, it's not we, a hyperbole we, to say that. Go ahead, hop in, Ike. Yeah, but we we I mean, with CJ got going, with CJ Straw got going on, like we we don't talk about we don't talk about rookies like this often. We we, we don't even talk we I don't know. even talk about rookies at that position like this often. So he's he's a he's in rare air right now. So that's I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one off that. Far as like Deshaun, far as like Deshaun Watson though, Mark. Um, I mean, the man, the man was on damn near two-year hiatus off of the things he was going through off the field. <clears throat> um, 
when he was at Houston, he was Houston. We weren't talking about nobody else but him at Houston. So he was he was Houston when he was with the Texans. He was him and JJ, him and TJ, yeah, JJ Watt. Them two was Houston. <laughs> Point blank. Him, him, JJ, and D Hop, them three guys were Houston. So you can't take that away from him. Um the situation with Cleveland, even though Cleveland do have a better roster all the way around when it comes to Houston or Texas, I mean Houston or Cleveland, he just been he's just been hurt. And you we can't we can't keep talking about his contract. Like it's not his fault that his agent that good and the time was perfect. And I will say this too, Ike. I will say this too. The Browns weren't Watson's only suitor. The Browns just ponied up the most guaranteed cash. So he would have gotten that's, paid that's, regardless. That's, that's not that's not his that's not his fault. That's what I'm I mean, saying, I, though, I, is there were other suitors out there. Yeah, yeah, like e- even with the other suitors, like we we tend Atlanta, we tend so Carolina, much. Ike. There were others. Yeah, we tend so much to talk about somebody money. Like, okay, either they earn that money, or the right timing, or somebody really wanted them that bad. Just because mm-hmm. I got two hundred and forty some million dollars, don't mean I should play better. I can't help if I'm a certain. I can't help if my ceiling is not that high, but somebody paid me like my ceiling was that high. It's, it don't be the player's fault all the time. You get lucky sometimes, you got to fire your agent. You got to fire your agent. Fire as in a real good agent. Yeah. Or a team really wants you that bad. It's 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 one of the three. So, and everything across the media for Deshaun was, man, if he can just get back to like 60, 70% of what he was in Houston, he was on his way, but mm-hmm. again, Mark, I thought he always was playing hurt with that right, right shoulder. He just wound up injuring that right shoulder, so it's a season-ending injury. Yeah, I, a couple people checking in. We need to say hi to Michael checking in, saying good morning, Steeler Mike. Nation. Steven checking in, saying good morning hey. as well. Uh, we've got a few others as well. Again, uh, we are going to get to what Yins think, where we answer listener questions. So if you have a question for either myself or Ike, uh, please feel free to put those in the chat. We'll get to those uh, a little bit towards the end of the show. Um, but Ike, from the Steelers standpoint, I look at it, okay, what the odds makers did as soon as this injury was announced, the over-under was initially at 37 points. It is now fallen to 32 and a half, maybe 33 on some lines. That is the lowest over-under for a game in the last 10 years. So you got to go to December, 2022 saints Browns when weather was a factor, when you're talking about wind and snow. Uh, and I, I go back to even the infamous, no quarterback game with the Broncos, the over under was still 36 and a half, but the odds makers are saying points will be a premium in this one because Deshaun Watson's not going to go. Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to step in for Cleveland and so points are a premium, but this is a huge advantage for the Steelers because Watson, if he was starting to figure it out, he was going to be a problem. Now you get to go up against a rookie quarterback on Sunday. Yeah, Coach T going to have a game plan for it. So, And I'm sure Cleveland game plan going to be run the ball. And, may, and PT going to use his legs as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of rushing yards, I think, coming from the, from the Cleveland side. You know, control the clock. Uh, don't give Pittsburgh as many opportunities as possible as far as like possessions. And if you don't like what you see PTR, if you don't like what you see, man, run the ball or slide and make sure you don't get injured as well. So we're going to lean on Ford and Kareem Hunt and we're going to use your legs as well. So you're going to be the third option when it comes down to this running game. 
And that's, yeah. and, that, and that's how I look at it. And we mentioned this on the last show, too, with the injuries along the Browns offensive line. Jadrick Wills on IR right now. Uh, Jack Conklin has been down. And then his backup to uh, Dewan's, is Dewan Jones, the other tackle. Uh, yeah, Dewan Jones, he was at least limited in practice on Thursday. So we'll see if he can give it a go. But hey, welcome back. And you got to go up against TJ Watt. So because of that, like instead of saying, hey, let's go put them in pass protection, might see a lot of the Browns try to be downhill. They're one of the best rushing teams in the league when Nick Chubb is healthy. But Ford has done a nice job filling in. Obviously, no one is Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt is someone we are very familiar with, too. So that two-headed monster in the backfield and then Njoku and Amari Cooper in the passing game, too. I mean, Ike, it's it's really evident, too, where it's like the, there's nothing gonna be, nothing flashy about this game. I think it's going to be, okay, which team can win the turnover battle, which team can control the clock, time of possession in the line of scrimmage. They're cliches, but if Pittsburgh's going to win this week, I mean, rinse and repeat, here we go. Uh, that, that's what we're talking about with this uh, with this division matchup. Yeah, it's, for me, Cleveland, that's that's their game plan, simple. My offensive line, I got injuries on. Um, I got a rookie quarterback. I don't want to put my rookie quarterback in harm's way, especially with that them two outside outside linebackers in Highsmith and, and, and TJ. And they got a nice rotation with Herbert and company and Golden. So I don't, want, I, I don't want to risk my young quarterback getting injured. Then, you know, um, that's just too much pressure. So what I'm going to lean on, I'm going to lean on his legs. I'm going to lean on forward legs. I'm going to lean on Kareem Hunt legs. And I'm going to lean on his legs. And I'm going to tell him, hey, man, if you don't like what you see running ball, run out of bounds. And definitely if you run it in between those white lines, slide when you have to. Mm. So that's we're going to control the clock. We got a good defense. Our defense is top five just with Pittsburgh up there where you want to talk about stats statistically. So, yeah. It's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be, man, who's going to make a special teams play? Which which field goal kicker going to kick the kick the most points? It's going to be a battle of field possession. I'm not even worried about the quarterback position. So if I'm a Cleveland Browns head coach, this I'm talking to my team, my offense. Like, let's go ahead and get some turnovers. Whoever get the most turnovers, this game going to win the ball game. So this, this I, is I not going to be a, I have a quick question this is for not you, be a shootout. This is not going to be a shootout kind of game. This is going to be a T.O.P. game, time of possession mm. game. Uh, Ike, I have a quick question for you. Were you surprised at all that the Browns decided to start Dorian Thompson-Robinson instead of P.J. Walker? No. No, I, I, I watched D.T. I watched D, I scouted D.T. coming out of UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew, and him being with Chip Kelly, like Chip <laughs> – Chip have his quarterbacks actually go through progressions. So then you, when you get to the league um, and you got to go through progressions, you know, DT like, well, shoot, I was, I was, I've been doing this since I've been at UCLA. So it, it ain't nothing new for him. He just got to learn the playbook and the terminology and got to understand the game is that much faster. Who coming on the blitz, whether they blitzing, whether they going, dropping back in coverage, like uh, the mic at the line of scrimmage, that's that's all for him. But far as like going through his progressions, one through three, he had that going in college. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised because you already know what PJ what PJ is. You got a sample size of PJ. So if DT and PJ are on the same 
dang near on the same trajectory, but DT is a DT is a rookie. I gotta go with the rookie. I got it because now I got to see what his ceiling at. I know PJ ceiling already, so now I gotta go. Now I gotta go with the rookie ceiling because his ceiling really ain't got no ceiling right now. I got a cap on his ceiling. Time will tell if he ain't got no ceiling or not. But yeah, if them two, if if PJ and T, DT are neck and neck, but but DT is a rookie, you gotta go with the rookie. So no, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. That makes sense, and it makes sense too, considering you mentioned. Okay, we know what we have with. Walker, Walker playing for the Panthers last year, and then the Browns right. outright cut him right. and said, hey, we'll go with Tyson Bagent and Nathan Peterman over in Chicago. And then so Cleveland picks up Walker, and Cleveland had Josh Dobbs. It's it's crazy always to see the, uh, the quarterback carousel and what players do with the opportunity that they're given. And we'll see if Robin uh, DTR can be better than he has been. Uh, earlier, but like I said, Mike Tomlin awfully good against rookie quarterbacks, so uh, he'll have a game plan. Ike, to me, even with or without Watson, it doesn't really change score prediction all that much for me. I do have the Steelers winning. Um, the Steelers were initially four point underdogs, they're now one point underdogs, but I do have them winning against Cleveland. It's tough to do that against a division opponent twice in one year. I don't think uh, the Steelers are going to have the luxury of getting two touchdowns from their defense like they did in that Monday night matchup earlier this season. But I do have the Steelers winning. I'll go, I don't know, 23 to 17 Steelers, Ike. It, uh, but I, I don't think you're going to have that luxury of the heroics of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith like you did on Monday night. That's that's where I'm at with that. It's going to be another close game. I promise you that. It's going to be another close one. Yeah, it's going to be T.O.P., Mark. It's going to be time on possession and which defense is going to be the stoutness. The, the, this 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 is divisional game. I see y'all twice a year. Um, everybody's talking about Miles Garrett and TJ when it comes down to defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. player of the year so far. Um, statistically, uh, Miles is right a couple of sacks right under TJ, but overall TJ is just he's on fire quietly. So you can say what you want to say. Well, by the end of the day. Um, Pittsburgh got a heck of a defense and Cleveland got a heck of a defense. And you can mess around and keep trying to pass the ball if you want to. They're going to mess around and force some turnovers on you, whether it's coming from the secondary, the linebacker position, or Miles Garrett and company. Same way with Pittsburgh. You can mess around with them boys if you want to, whether it's coming from Cam, TJ Highsmith, or somebody in that secondary. So we 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 shall see. But, yeah, this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um in my opinion, but make sure y'all go to betonline.ag to go ahead and place your wa- your wager if you want to talk about football. I love it, Ike. I love it. And let's have Kenny Pickett keep that interceptionless streak rolling. He has the longest active streak in the NFL right now. I do want to say this for Steelers fans. This is a very different Browns defense than we've seen in seasons past. Mm-hmm. They allow the lowest yards in the league right now defensively a little bit more than 2,100 yards, almost 2,200 yards. So it's a very stout defense. You got to give credit where credit is due. Joe Woods out of the out as defense coordinator. They bring in Jim Schwartz, and he has unlocked Miles Garrett. I think it's been a combination of bringing in Schwartz and then revamping what the Browns did and bringing in some new bodies up front at the defensive tackle position because – the best way to neutralize Miles Garrett is to go and attack the A gaps and the B gaps. 
Teams were able to do that a year ago against the Browns. They cannot do that this season against Cleveland. It's been a different defense. The first rounders are starting to play up to the level, and it's not just Garrett. Denzel Ward as well. You got to know where 21 is on the field because he's a shutdown corner as well. And so this defense has really carried the team to this point. It's been unconventional how both of these teams have gotten here to this point. But this is a really big game on Sunday between two teams that are fighting for positioning in the division, Ike. And I look at it from the standpoint of the opportunities there. So we talked about the injury to Deshaun Watson. We don't know how much time, if any, Joe Burrow will face after last night's wrist injury against the Ravens. I also look at it from the standpoint of who else got injured for the Ravens. Mark Andrews, the stud tight ends, likely done for the season with an ankle injury. OBJ went out with the shoulder injury. I know it's football. Next man up, you're going to have injuries. But you're talking injuries to key significant players. Look at the how the point spread changed in this game alone when Watson's injury got announced. When you're talking about key, star, all-pro caliber level players, that opportunity is there to where you go in Sunday and you're in prime position to take the division, Ike. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be a defense coordinator, you fall into the Cleveland Browns with Coach Schwartz, and you see, and you just check the roster, and all you see is first rounders because they've been that, they've been bad for for that long, and they've been getting number first and second rounds in that defense. Boy, I just stepped into some gold. I, I didn't struck gold when it comes down to this. Now schematically, I'm getting these dudes to buy in and play. You giving up the least amount of yards in the NFL. <laughs> That's what Coach Schwartz fell into. Like, oh, so I can really just kick my feet up with all these first and second rounders? Yeah, Coach. Give them a game plan. Just let them be them. Yeah, Coach. Give them a little leeway. So we all doing a game plan. Like, they'll come to me on the sideline and be like, Coach, you should change this. Yeah, Coach. I'm cool with that. I mean, yes. this is this exactly, exactly what he fell into. He didn't struck gold with the Cleveland Browns. Nothing but first-rounders, whether it's Ward, whether it's Newsom, whether it's Gary. You can just go a lot. It's like five first-rounders. Delpit's a stud. J.O.K. out of Notre Dame. We loved when we were doing draft previews, Ike. Like, I'm looking at this defense. It's like, oh, First, first and second-rounders. Yep. First and second-rounders. And the best guy on the team is the most coolest, most humblest guy on the team in Miles Gary. So mm-hmm. everybody gotta fall in line. So I got the hardest. So the hardest worker is my best player. Yes, and he's on defense. Yes, everybody else gotta fall in line. That that's that's that, that's as a coach. I'm just saying as a coach, like Troy Polamalu, one of the hardest workers, best player. Everybody else gotta fall in line. <laughs> fall in line. On um, Miles Garrett. Everybody else got to fall in line. But just looking at Coach Schwartz, man, I'm looking at the defense. And we talk about the defense all the time on how many first-rounders they had in our past previous shows. And was like, mm-hmm. uh, they're all right. Now you give them a coach schematically who they won't play for, this is what you're getting from Cleveland, bro. You yeah. get one of the top defenses in the NFL. Like well said. Uh, speaking of injuries, too, uh, it sounds like Minka Fitzpatrick's not going to be able to go. He has not been practicing, still working his way back from the hamstring injury. But if you pick up on what Mike Tomlin says on Tuesday, it sounds like Pat Fryermuth is going to give it a go. And I will start our What Yins Think segment as well, uh, where Uh-oh. we bring in viewer comments 
And let's see here. Steven had a comment about Pat Frymuth saying, are we going to see more tight end targets now that Pat is back? I mean, I look at Darnell Washington in the two catches he had, both went for first downs. I know Connor Hayward got a little bit into the mix. I would ease Frymuth back into things, but that security blanket that he can provide Kenny Pickett, uh, I'm excited to see because he's demonstrated the ability when he's been on the field to win combat catches and in one-on-one matchups. Yeah, I think I, I don't think we're going to see, my personal opinion, I don't think we're going to see some more targets, uh, more targets from the tight end position now because the running game is coming into effect. So I don't think from this game we will see more targets at this game, the Cleveland Browns game. Um, I think we'll probably see more targets the following game next week. But this game, I don't think the tight ends, because right now with Darnell, um, you got the jack of all trades and Connor Hayward, so he can pretty much play tight end, fullback, uh, third, fourth receiver. So you can mix him up like that. Specifically from a tight end position, uh, you got Darnell, which he which he's looked at as a blocker, but let alone he can damn he can damn show catch the ball as well. But the running game right now for Pittsburgh is trying to it's, it's, it's trying to catch fire, and I don't think you want to stay away from that running game especially late in the season and how Kenny, how Kenny is playing. A plaction pass will come into effect. I just don't think it will beat this game right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ike, I uh, mentioned this. The Steelers have put on tape first play from scrimmage, running the ball to the right this, side. This is what kind of game it's going to be. Okay, exactly. okay. Play, all right, so we're doing ball. that again this week. Yeah. Just yeah, wake me up when the they, we decide, yeah. hey, let's do a play action on the first play instead. Just wake me up for that, but... Hey, I gotta, I gotta set the, t- I gotta set the tone. Okay. We run so it. We already, to we already know what the first. If, if first. listen, you can bookmark this with the Steelers run right yeah. off tackle, right behind Daniels and Broderick Jones. You could say, "Oh, psychic Ike Taylor told you again here." I'm. This what we're doing. Taylor. Yeah. This, this, we, this what kind of party is going to be? It's going to be a beer party. So don't come with no tequila. Don't come with no vodka. Don't come with none of your mixed drinks. Don't come with none of that. This is a beer. This is a beer party. We chugging beers. Uh, <laughs> this is what we doing. We're running to the right. Yes, stop us. Okay, that's 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 what they doing. Ike, we'll have to get a keg of Pittsburgh's finest, Iron City. Yeah, Iron City beer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> If people want to know the point where the show gets derailed and I don't know where to go next, this is that moment. This is that moment. Uh, No, it's fine, Ike. I got us. Comment we're going to bring in for what Yins think. Uh, Dealing with Kenny Pickett. Steeler Wade Show writes in saying, Ike, with Kenny being graded pressure situations, is that similar to pressure in whole game playoff situations? Do people who know, I don't know, the grammar's not great here. Do people ever know of just getting him into the show? I think what he's trying to ask is the importance of just getting into the playoffs. We talked about this some on last week's show, Ike. But I guess what Wade is trying to ask is those late game pressure situations, is that different in the playoffs where you're feeling that pressure for the duration of an entire game? Everything, everything, everything is magnified when it comes to the playoffs, mm. you know, so Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh don't, we don't look at playoffs. We look at hoisting Lombardis. We, uh, when I played playoffs was just getting in the tournament. We just, 
once we get in the tournament, we feel like we had action to to hoist them the Lombardi. We ain't even looking at playoffs. We just looked at playoffs like another extension of the season. But the end goal, like we we never wanted to feel like, oh, we're gonna get to we knew we was gonna get to the playoffs. We just didn't know which seed we was gonna be when we got in the playoffs. Like we ain't never out my 12 years, I think I only missed two years of going to the playoffs. So maybe three. So I, I, playoffs ain't the issue. Kenny is built for this for these so-called pressure situations. You know, so um, really towards the end, just my personal opinion, and we'll talk about this at the end of the season, this one I think Kenny is going to hit his stride late in the season. <laughs> you know, so this is perfect for Kenny to start balling out right now. So he's never been a start fast kind of guy. Last year he didn't start fast. As a rookie, he didn't start fast. Once he got comfortable – once he understood and the game slowed down to him, we saw what strides he made. Me, I think the light switch about to come on for him. But as far as like Kenny and pressure, uh, Kenny always ran into, ran into the fire, not away from the fire if the kitchen was hot. Thank you to Steeler Wade Show for that comment, Ike. And I felt good after some of my commentary last week. Got a lot of feedback about it, Ike. And uh-huh. I asked people like, who could the Steelers have gotten at quarterback? And the two names that we got were Will Levis and Brock Purdy and any NFL team could have had either of those players uh, in terms of who the Steelers were supposed to go out and get post Roethlisberger. Um, So thank you to Steeler Wade show for that. And I'll bring in a comment from Joseph as well saying the Browns are going to have to load the box against the run. Kenny, Kenny might have to win with his arm and the Browns secondary number one against the pass will be difficult. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of adapt with what the defense is doing. And if Ward's right. going to neutralize your best receiver, whether that's Pickens, whether that's Deontay Johnson, you're going to have to figure out a, a different way to attack this Browns defense and keep Kenny clean against a pass rush led by Miles Garrett, where, uh, Dan Moore Jr. typically does a pretty good job against Garrett. Uh, I know they share alma maters from college as well, Ike. But uh, thank you to Joseph for this comment, too. And I'm very curious to see what the Browns decide to do. Because what I've seen from defense, Ike, the last few weeks is saying, hey, we're going to double pickings. And then that sets up the running game. Well, if you want to if you want to take away the running game, then maybe – you find George Pickens on the few opportunities that he gets and he makes a game breaking play. So the Steelers have options now and they just haven't had the personnel and the players to kind of do that in previous seasons. But the last two weeks it's been Pickens has been the one that you take away. And that's why the ground game has gotten going. You've had back-to-back weeks of season high rushing totals. Yeah. Um, That's how I see that. If they're going to load the box, Kenny and company going to have, they're going to have a good time. Deontay gonna have a good time. GP gonna have a good time. And even even coming out, Connor gonna have a good time coming out of the backfield. And even and even Jalen gonna have a good time on the swing passes coming out of the backfield if they won't load the box. If y'all won't load the box and y'all won't make Kenny Pickett beat y'all, well, here we go. That, that, that's what I'm saying, Mark. I really do think this game, Kenny is gonna wake up. This, this is exactly why I'm saying this because of this. Because the Browns gonna make Kenny beat him. They they gonna make Kenny Kenny beat them, and and GP and Deontay and company them boys gonna be like all right, well we good about time, about time we found somebody who just want Kenny to beat us because we got action. 
Ike, uh, Joseph also saying the turnover battle and field position are going to be key. I'm going to piggyback off this point. And people have been wondering how the Steelers win games this year. Offensively, the stats, it doesn't make any sense. And the two stats you should focus on. The Steelers defense leads the NFL in takeaways with 18. And the Steelers are also tied for first place in turnover margin at plus 10 right now. So that's been the recipe, even though the offense has not been great. It's taking care of the ball, turning the ball over, not getting killed in time of possession. Last week was only the second time this year. The Steelers have one time of possession, so that's going to be a key yet again. But I can't hammer home those points of the importance of taking care of the football and turning it over from the defensive standpoint. I can't hammer home that point enough. Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the show, Mark. That's, that's a, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be field position and turnovers. Like you got, you, got two, you got two good defenses in 2023 season that's been playing lights out, so this is what kind of game it's going to be. All right, Ike, uh, I've got two questions for you of my own uh, that I wanted to ask you. So part of the What Yins Think segment, and I always say Mark B. from North Carolina writes in, uh, a Steelers player to emerge in the second half of the season that we haven't talked a ton about in the first half of the season. Who would that player be? I've got one offense and one defense, but if you want to start, the floor is yours, Ike. Um, on, on defense, I'm going to go with Herbert. Mm-hmm. Outside linebacker from Wisconsin, our rookie. I'm going to go with Herbert second half. I'm going to stick to this guy. Second half of the season, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to emerge as to everything we've been looking for um, from a franchise. from a, Statistically, he's going to emerge in the second half, my personal opinion. Yeah, Ike, I, uh, I'm with you there. I'm with you there as he gets more and more game experience. I'll start defensively. I will keep it on the defensive line. I'm going to go Keanu Benton. And we saw some flashes last Ballers. week. Ballers. And I think, yeah, I think he's starting to make a name for himself. And I think he's yeah. just going to get better and better and better. I'm excited to see what he can do alongside Cam Hayward. So Keanu Benton is my name defensively. Offensively, I wrote down two because I couldn't figure out who Kenny Pickett's security blanket's going to be. And I wrote down Allen Robinson, and I wrote down Pat Fryermuth. I don't know how soon Fryermuth can get back into the swing of things coming off a hamstring injury. I don't want to put too much on his plate too soon, because hamstring injuries, rest is the biggest thing. Yes. But that security blanket for Kenny Pickett when – George Pickens is getting doubled or Deontay's getting doubled and you can't find Pickens because say Deontay's the one you're doubling and then you got a lockdown corner on, on Pickens. What the counter to the opposing team's counter is, is how I'm looking at that. So I think one of the two emerges as, hey, we a guy to just consistently move the chains. Uh, I typically would think it would be Fryermuth, but again, as he works his way back from a hamstring injury, uh, we will see. But those were the two that I wrote down yes. where, yeah, for, for the Steelers in the second half. I have one more question, Ike, and this you might not be able to answer being in the Steelers' front office, but this is a storyline that I actually think deserves more merit than to say, okay, Kenny Pickett hasn't played great, but again, I point to what were your other options. He does need to improve, but what I'm looking at is the backup for the Steelers next year. Now, Mitch Trubisky is under contract through this season. If he makes the roster in 24, 
He gets a roster bonus and then another roster bonus in 25, $1 million each year. But I'm looking at it from the standpoint, Ike, of if you don't like what you've seen from Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph is under contract through the season. You could always bring him back. If Mitch is too expensive for you, could the Steelers approach from the standpoint of, okay, we know Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy, but to see what you have in the draft, say middle to late round draft pick to develop another quarterback. And the good teams have done this. The Niners did it with Brock Purdy. Eagles did it with Jalen Hurts. I am not abandoning Kenny Pickett. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is with 50-plus career starts for Mitch Trubisky, 31-24 and 24 is a career starter. You know what you have with Mitch. Would you potentially want to go get another quarterback if under the, the event that your quarterback gets injured, and we know the physicality of this division with what's happening right now with Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, you got to have a backup capable to do the job. And so who the Steelers quarterback is next season is a major storyline that we're not talking about right now that I think garners some discussion. Yeah, man, that's a loaded, that's a loaded question. That's a loaded question, Mark. Got all my head itching with that question. Uh, but you know, I gotta stay, I gotta still, I gotta still wait. I gotta stay away from that. But that's a that's a heck of a question. Uh you usually come with some stuff, some topics. Um, people ask right now, then seven months later, they're gonna be like, dang, Mark talked about this a long time ago. So that, that's a that's a heck that's a heck of a question. Right, that's a good question and a heck of a question right now. Well, and it's, look, it's no knock on Mitch Trubisky, but it's like, do you want to pay a premium for a backup? And, you know, I want Kenny Pickett to be out there healthy playing on a rookie deal for his life. I like, if if given the option between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, I'm taking Pickett every single time. Right. But if you're going to pay a premium for a backup, you've got to get a, a premium capability when that backup comes into the game. And it's not to say that he hasn't helped Kenny Pickett with his development and everything. I just, from the player production standpoint, um, I think there's opportunity there for Pittsburgh. And that's just my honest opinion. Gotcha. My opinion. Gotcha. Uh, Ike, I'm going through comments. I think we've gotten to a lot of them. I do want to thank our listeners and viewers. Love hearing from them. And I love the What Yins Think segment. It's one of my favorites that we do. For sure. Ike, anything... Any, anything else you want to talk about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. No, just, just thanking everybody for tuning in and watching us. Absolutely. I, I think that'll be a good place to wrap today as I uh, hopefully get my voice back next week. Yeah, <laughs> I want to thank you, Ike Taylor. I want to thank you, the Believe Network, today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag, uh, the listeners and the viewers. It's a pleasure as always, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to tune in to Believe in Steelers. Man, make sure y'all subscribe to YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Got to thank betonline.ag for rocking with us since day one. Yes, believe in still this podcast for rocking with Mark and I. Mark, I got to thank you. Got to thank the viewers for just tuning in and listening to us. We love them questions. Keep hitting us with the what years. Thanks, man. We got answers for them. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Burke, and thanks for watching Believe in Steelers. Enjoy Steelers and Browns NFL Week 11. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care. It's so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.